Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no schedule, it's just whenever I finish the book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the next book, kind of, in the Miles Vorkosigan saga. Uh, oh, is it the saga? Okay. Yeah, Vorkosigan saga. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, no preamble on this podcast, so I'm just going to get straight into straight it. Straight into it. Because I say this all the time. Not sure how much I've got to say about this book. Uh, and so and this, is, this is always what I say before uh, we talk far longer than I expect about something. Obvious. But really, but really, if you've continued, if you've been listening along with my Vorkosigan saga reading, the only reason that I'm listening to this book is because I want some something brainless yeah. to listen to. And I've got, weirdly enough, this year, I've just feels like I've got lots more time to listen to audiobooks. I don't know. It's like, I think weird? it's because... Some you pod- find that weird? Well, normally I'd listen to podcasts, but I think I've just had fewer podcasts to listen to. But I can't, that okay. can't be right because, I don't know, there's just... That there are plenty of podcasts to listen to, and but I think it's also because I'm listening to some shorter audiobooks, like the the um the last one that we did. Is that your belly going? Yes. Okay. Well, we've ordered Sorry. some food. <laughs> hey, we're ordering food. We did yes. this. We did we this already this year. Ourselves. <laughs> to to take away well not take away Chinese food uh, delivered delivered food and yes. um, so yeah we previously I did the uh, uh, the I am legend book and that's only like a, a five hour or six hour audiobook so you know yes. a bit more than a novella and this one is uh, pretty short but as also well. maybe your life circumstances are more that yeah. less podcasty I'm just saying we've done we've we've been putting out these SFBRPs pretty much weekly. Uh, oh, have so, we? Yeah, and I, normally we I don't, don't follow. Do that. My weeks are kind of one big s- s- slushy, mushy. Like I, I teach people now. There are a few students that I teach online yeah. weekly. Yeah, and it feels like oh, we just met yesterday. Yeah. What happened? But I'm just the saying. Week e- is just pretty much every Saturday for the last four Saturdays in a row, have we? We've oh, done a podcast, uh, an SFBRP podcast. <laughs> so it's almost as though we're on a regular schedule, even though I say there's no set schedule. It's it feels like I'm reading, I'm getting through a short audio book uh, every week regularly. Um, oh, and also, yeah, one of the books I just didn't read. You read the, you read it. The um, yes, the places in the darkness. So that was a book that you read before I got to it. So yeah, my one audible I, credit uh, a month is isn't getting me very far except i've also got the free library the audible free library which you can and then additionally yeah and also uh, the i am legend wasn't or an, an audiobook that i previously uh, purchased anyway so right. uh, uh, that's cool so so do you well, but do you think um it's also like you no, you would you would also just listen to or or consume longer books. I would l- listen to longer books, like so. When I'm if I'm going on a work trip somewhere, I know that I'm going to be gone for like ten days or something. That's going to include two or four international flights, lots of like yeah. just travel and things like that. And yes. that's the time where I can really concentrate on a chunky book. Like yeah. I can get into it. You know? And in our circumstances right now? Well, we, I did it with the Velocity Weapon book. That was like a 20-hour audio book. And, you know, I make yeah, time to do it. It's just that, yeah. like I say, um, I'm kind of finding a niche in my life, which isn't podcast, but it is mm-hmm. listening, but it isn't a book which I want to spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the I Am Legend fit well into that. Um, the Ben Bova New Earth. Earth book fit into that and yes. uh, the uh, 
yeah, just some of these other books just fit into it pretty well. So anyway, another Audible Free Library book. And I was looking at what's the next book in the Vorkosigan saga that I read. The latest one before this was Ethan of Athos, which is actually the third book written. So in the public publication order, that's really early. Right. But in the, um, in, the chronological... in the chronological order, it's later. I honestly don't remember anything about that book at all, except that I was like, well, this Ethan guy, I'm like, oh, kind, I kind of miss Miles Vorkosigan because this Ethan guy is like the most boring character well not the most boring character but like there was not a lot there it was like not a pleasant just, person well not even not a pleasant person but the story came to, seemed to be happening despite him it's sort of like why right. are we following this guy why aren't we following the person who's the cool uh, like agent, secret agent who's obviously doing all the work here right. and knows what's going on why don't we follow like why are we following this idiot who doesn't know what's going on and you now continued reading the next book in the chronological order no I'm now oh. reading the next book in the author's suggested reading order oh okay so, and Wait, is, which one is that then okay well this is the thing there is uh the the uh what's her name the the author uh, louise mcbassel yeah she says here is my recommended reading order oh, which is oh, not publication is pu where is that published where just do on you good get reads. it from? It's, just, oh, it's on Goodreads. It's just mentioned there on Goodreads. You know, oh, uh, the Vorkosigan Saga reading order, the debate. The chef recommends the Vorkosigan Saga reading order debate. Oh, I've just read the same. It's just listed after each other. Um, okay. The, the idea being that this is the person who wrote it, how she thinks what the order that she says. And it says the novels are in the internal chronological list below appear in plain text. Uh, so the idea being that the publication order switches around between different time frames. Like you can't do Falling Free first because Falling Free was written like uh, it takes place 200 years earlier in the timeline and does not share the settings, but it actually was written afterwards and things like right. that. Um, and also Shards of Honor and Barrier also come before The Warrior's Apprentice, which was the first one. Yes. But they come before them in the internal. So I, the orders, the, the author's read it, recommended reading order is pretty much internal chronological order okay. rather than publication order where she switches back and she'll do some short stories or some yes. other novels before. Other I understand. Like that. Could you now, because I don't have this in front of me, could you now at least read a few? Or, okay. Or, like the, This is the order up until I've got here. Yes. And this is actually how I did it even back like five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago when I was actually reading this previously you know when you actually read some of them as well yeah falling free shards of honor barrier three books where miles vorkosigan just doesn't make an appearance no. and i'm like hey this is a good series warrior's apprentice goes down and then i realized that there's a there's a, a one called the mountains of morning but that's in uh, quotation yeah, marks. it's a short story, it's a short story. and yes. the weatherman and then the war game yeah. then setaganda then ethan of athos and then borders of infinity and i'm like ah this is the next book in the line so i okay. got this so the borders of infinity is what we're doing now okay. okay so that's where we're up to so borders of infinity is the next book after ethan of athos or athos right. Um, so I started listening to this book and, and they sort of like, someone's going, oh, hey, Miles Volkosigan, you're also the head of the, uh, the this, um, he's also Admiral Naismith or Com Commodore yeah. Naismith. No, Admiral Naismith, it must be. Um, so Naismith is his mother's maiden name. So he's taking yes. his mother's maiden name yes. and then becoming not a barrier um, citizen or barrier intelligence no, officer. He goes undercover as the Admiral of a fleet of mercenaries, the Dendari mercenaries. Right, yes. And so... I remember that far. So that the head of the intelligence service of barrier is saying, hey, you've got this, I've got this massive bill here. Like, what do you want me to be spending all this money on how are you racking up so many bills of or like because we're paying you also we're paying also the mercenaries as a mercenary unit right um even though you're the you're the head of it so, so you're he no it's not him 
personally making the the bills, but what he does, yeah, what he does, his work, it's the thing is all causing the, all yeah, these bills. It's like it's okay. the thing in all the action movies. You're like, you save the kid, yeah, but you yes. blew up the mall or yeah. whatever it is. You know, ha- the, the, like who's going to pay for all the damage yeah. that you created which by waltzing through? Yeah, there's a great line yeah. in that in the uh, in the movie Demolition Man, which is playing up on that, like this yeah. Sylvester Sloan comedy where he goes into the future, yeah. and um, one of the things that happens is uh, right right at the start, yeah. Uh, there's actually two different versions. There's the Battle of the Dies version where they take out all the swearing, which you see on TV, and then there's the actual proper the version. version. Bowed, bowed. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong now. Bowdlerized. No, that's wrong. Bowdlerism. Anyway, I'm saying it wrong, and I know I've I'm saying it wrong. I've never heard this word before. Uh, it's being. It's going through a story and taking out all the sex and violence and swearing, and then going, "Here's the story," and you're like, "No, you're you're disrespecting that, that, that the original." The story work. is it's gone. Sens- <laughs> the sensitive TV version. And okay. So this kid. Uh, so the, Sylvester Stallone is carrying this kid out of this uh, mall. Right. And the, and the reporter says. Okay, you saved this child, but you destroyed this mall and did all this kind of stuff, blew up these buildings and caused $2 million worth of damage. Yeah. And and then it cuts and you think, oh, okay, that's an amazing... But that's the edited version. The the real version, oh. <laughs> she's like, hey, you, you saved the kid, but you did it on set. You know, you took this... Um, you, know, you, you caused $2 million uh, worth of damage. Was the kid's life worth it? And the kid just goes, fuck you, lady. <laughs> I think I may be misremembering the movie, but it's one of those moments. And I'm like, yes. how did they... T-? The whole point of that was that joke. That joke you know, that joke yeah, there that was joke the thing. That joke doesn't work. Like, yeah. you, could, you could say something else, but that, like, may take that fuck you out yeah. but replace it with something because that's important it, no no it's, it's a great moment the, and it's because it's, child the, kid, saying it's, like, it's oh the kid God, who says important. fuck you because they're, yeah. they're pretty much saying to the kid this kid's life isn't worth two million dollars and the destruction of a whole shopping mall or well, whatever happened obviously it is it's just a little a little moment in the in the movie but yeah so that's what that's kind of the setup to this okay. and then it suddenly goes into this um, but he's oh. but we know by this point that he is creating or the the bills coming because he is saving people uh no but no the bill well yeah, well yeah of course because he's miles because you can't help but just be the best person ever and save as many people as possible um but yeah so what it is is that he is the head of this dendari uh, mercenary mercenary group yeah but because he is actually a secret operative from the barriaran government and he's the son of the prime minister of the government Mm -hmm. um he is uh like it's he is always looking out for the best interests of Barriar, even if he's being contracted as a mercenary fleet by a different country or a different empire, a different space, a different planet right. or something. So and different planet. They know that. I don't think so. It's okay. it's not entirely clear in these stories how much people know that when they contract with the Dendari mercenaries, that's important. But actually, what's more important is is he's uh, who, he, who he, they get in who, who are they getting into yeah. who are they getting in to do this yeah. is going to be is going to be uh, important uh, for uh, Barriar. Yes. You know. Or whatever happens, and Setaganda and Beria are these ancient uh, nemesis kind of um, civilizations, or whatever. Yes. In in the in the start, not that important, or uh, only maybe until the third story is it, is it in the third story is important. But then we go off into the um, into the uh, uh, so he just goes, oh, I'm going to tell you the story about like what it was growing up, and you know what how you work out myself. I can't remember why this story is included, but it turns out this is a short story collection or three short stories or collections put together collected together into a, and this is only a frame story about him saying hey what do you do, what caused all this money like what 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 are we spending all this money wait, on wait wait i can't follow so the fir- this is the book is called the book and this is why i'm i'm actually now going to explain the confusion that i had yeah, with you know this. but the book is called the book is called borders of infinity okay and it starts with 
a story, which is a short story. No, it starts with a frame story, and a frame story is It's like a an um not an epilogue, but a, yeah, yeah, like a, a little prologue. yeah, a little prologue, which okay. sets up why these three stories are connected together. And I don't know why this first story is connected connected in here because it this frame story doesn't it like it doesn't make sense. Like it could it, make it's sense. It's not connected to the the rest it, of the book. It's the first story of the three short stories in this book, which are collected together into a novel length audiobook and publication yes, book okay. aren't connected to each other the fir- the second two the the book the second story and the third story are connected to each other but the first story is just another random story where he his father says oh there's some you know there's been a murder well it's not a murder there's there's been an infanticide someone's killed their their um daughter because it was a mutant there was a mutant daughter or whatever mm. like that and it wasn't mutant it was just a hair lip or something but infanticide is still a thing that we have to deal with mm-hmm. up in the mountains here mm-hmm. in the mountain villages go up work out you know who killed who killed this uh, this this baby with the hair lip this um you know this yeah. with a, with a birth mm-hmm. defect yeah um and uh, and bring justice you know make sure that we're sending out the signal yeah. and they send Miles Vokosigan for Miles Vokosigan has got a co- congenital disease it's not a genetic he's not a mutant he always talks about how he's not a mutant yeah. but you know something in it was you know what is it some his mother was poisoned when he was in the womb and he yes. you know he comes out all stunted and uh uh, like he, they, they say, he's a tall dwarf or something like that. I don't know. So like a big head, but like wrong shaped, and his yeah. and his bones are all brittle. You know. Right. So he had and this... because that makes, um, if he approaches somebody, um, yeah. they underestimate like... underestimate him and all yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But in this case, he goes. And I was reading this, and I was, and I got quite a few, quite a way into it. So I was like, oh, this feels real. What does this remind me of? And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds what? me of the short story, The Mountains of Morning. And it oh. turns out. Borders of Infinity begins with, with the mountains, mountains of morning. morning. So oh. let me just go back. Here we go. Set. This is the, the mm. orders we go through. The war game, Setaganda, Ethan of Athos, Borders of Infinity, and then after that it has the labyrinth or labyrinth in which means that's a short story, and then the Borders of Infinity. And it turns out the Borders of Infinity is a collection which collects together the mountains of morning, which I'd already read, labyrinth, and the short story, the Borders of Infinity. So I, I got confused oh, at, f- by right. the person who wrote the books has put in order this is the order you should read it included Borders of Infinity the novel which is a collection of three short stories which is The Mountains of Morning Labyrinth and The Borders of Infinity together in the same list And, and I understand why we should have read The Mountains of Morning earlier this kind of fits in where Labyrinth should be, but then The Borders of Infinity, which is the third story, doesn't... I'm like, I'm missing stuff here. Why is this in here? And it turns out the next book, maybe Brothers in Arms or something, it feels like that should be where the next... where it should go again. So I was a little bit, is, a little bit confusing. Are there comments under this list that you just read to me? Maybe, are but there... I don't care enough to read them. Right. I'm just, I'm just going, like, what's the next but one? But that is kind of, like, really not core this to to cause this kind of confusion like if you have an omnibus which is like the collection of short stories yeah. as a book and you use the title of that book yeah. for it's first of all one short story and then you list it Actually, now I read it here, it says caveats underneath. The original novel, Borders of Infinity, was a fix-up collection containing three novellas, Mountains of Morning, Labyrinth, and The Borders of Infinity, together with a frame story to tie pieces together. Again, beware duplication, the frame story does not stand alone. But the point is, the frame story is literally three or four pages worth of anything. Right. And it doesn't tie them together. These three stories aren't, they don't 
carry it's not an, an arc. arc. Yeah. There's there's a story and then like five years worth of Miles Vokosigan adventuring. Yeah. And then these two stories do the, the second two stories do work well together. So I'd yeah. say read the Mount of the Morning of having read it. And these two stories you can the second two stories you can read back to back. And it's they're per, two perfectly fine Miles Vokosigan adventures. Okay. Uh, but like much shorter than the novels. Can which I, is fine. Can I ask you for yeah. something? You you're talking particularly fast today. Oh, okay. Well I just want to get I just don't want to talk I just I just don't want to spend too much of my life just, talking but, about Miles Vokosigan. But that doesn't make it easier if you de- like. Okay. You, it it won't right, make let's, the, let's the podcast shorter by you talking faster. Yeah. Uh, okay, that I get just it. doesn't work that way. Uh, you get messages. It's okay. It's just, just emails. No, just emails. Oh, okay. uh, I can look at them later. Um. So anyway. Um, I will slow down talking. First of all, let's go through these short stories. Right. I'm just Man, saying no the morning. frame story doesn't work because the first story doesn't contribute isn't to connected the, to the other isn't contributing to the yes. yeah okay it's, it's and that the story, is the story about him going to into the mountains, into mountains and yeah. doing the murder investigation or the infanticide murder investigation right. which I've read before I think I have read that before yes you as have well, because it's because it's, I have it as an ebook yes you have it as an ebook oh yeah library. that's probably where I read it as yeah. an ebook so yeah. we've already done those don't need to talk too much about that it's a weird story about like frontier justice but like it it it's like the encapsulation of the issues that i have with miles volkosigan as a character <laughs> yes. who is both an admiral and a secret service uh, operative yes an and unleashed, the son of and the, the son, prime minister and the son of the prime minister of, yeah. an, of a, a galactic power impressively intelligent that all that kind of stuff <laughs> and it's it it feels so weird to say, and then he goes in, and it even says here in the uh, in in the blurb about it. Now I actually read the blurb. Miles um, Vokos again, a clever outlandish science fiction hero. Oh, the mountains of morning. Miles is dispatched to a backcountry region of Barriar, where he must act as detective, judge, and executioner in a controversial murder case. It's really difficult for me to get behind somebody who is so. I don't know, just so powerful going into a, a backcountry. Com- he combines situ- all the jobs in one person. Yeah, and and then he it's it's like, oh, this is a great learning experience for Miles Vokosigan. He's 20 years old in this story or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't... I, it, it, again, it always feels like he's playing with the lives of other people, but he's the star of the book. Right. Like it's the Miles, it's the Volkosigan saga. He's never gonna like he's gonna have his bones broken, and he was always like, oh no, the way to show that he's in a dangerous situation yeah. is that somebody breaks his bones and shows that they can damage him. But he's always willing to break his bones for any reason at all, like because yeah. he's done it so much. For him, a broken arm is like, ah, oh, yeah, well, I'll just get them it to replace my fixed again. I'll just I'll they'll slowly replace my arms with you know, carbon uh, bones or whatever is going on in one of the books. Yeah. And so his, weirdly enough, his disability becomes a weapon against other people and there's never any stakes for him, but yet he is always playing with the lives of other people. Right. You know what I mean? Like in this case, he's literally the, the, you know, the, the, the detective, the judge, the jury and the executioner and he can just pass judgment and none of what he, like the judgment that he passes at the end of that story doesn't impact his life at all and the story only feels like it's being told to show how clever he is or him growing as a person whereas other people's entire lives are being impacted you know also i think it is kind of like to have this is not only that he has all this power but i think it's also almost um immoral to put 
all these jobs on this one young person. Like, who mm. would do that? Well, his father. Yes, but... And his grandfather, who seemed to have a bad relationship with and things. So. Yeah, but I, I mean, um, what kind of parent are you if you put, if you make it so that your, your kid has to investigate and judge and execute? I don't and- know. Again, it feels like I say the, 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 the position of privilege. I know privilege is like one of these, you know, uh, words which is kind of overused in the current times. But that's yeah. why it's so difficult for me to identify with his you know his his position yeah. and also it makes me difficult to identify with Louis McMaster Bajold who thinks the situations that he's she is putting Miles Vorkosigan in yeah is i don't know it just feels like you know the, the i don't want to say it's a self insert character but when the when the main character is so perfect mm. it feels like kind of I wouldn't say boring because I mean the situations are interesting because there are these science fiction inter- incidents where mm. you're like oh this is a this is a weird situation what's how are they going to get out of this situation yeah. I think what happens here is that um everything is put a bit too much on higher levels like we we want to read books where somebody is particularly clever but then I don't think we want to read books where they have to solve like um or where they have to do the the hardest possible, um, be in the hardest possible position yeah. all the time, solve the hardest possible things all the time. Yeah. What we want to see is is a person slowly growing into this. Oh, you are an intelligent person, yes. a person with a full life, a full range of exactly, emotions. But we don't want this person to then always being on that limit and always. I I thought I don't think because reading books always. Mm, we always want to be uh, connected to that person. Yeah. And if if that person is already hyper intelligent, yeah. and let's say ninety percent of the people are not, that is already one step that they that they are removed from that person. And if we then say, okay, this person is an admiral, yeah. is is yeah, a yeah. judge, is a thing. That removes us further and further away. Yeah, we can't. Away. There's no like, where where do you go up from there when you're already an admiral of a fleet when Ex- you're like 22 exactly. years old or whatever? And where do you, as the normal, as the reader who is mm. generally just a normal person, um, attaches themselves or find any connection yeah. apart from? I don't know. No, no, you're reading young, along, but just to, to have fun with the stories. Okay, so I don't want to go too much on about the mountains of mourning. Okay. I want to talk more about the second two, the middle story and the second story. The the middle one is... Uh, the labyrinth? Labyrinth. Not the no, labyrinth, just, just labyrinth. labyrinth. Not sure why it's called that. Although they do go into like a labyrinthine building or spaceship right. or whatever it is. Okay. Building? Can't remember. Anyway, so <laughs> they're like, hey, we need you to go in and talk to this, like, again, in this sort of like enemy area. We need to go in. There's an agent there. He's doing some genetic experiments. Experiments. Oh no, no, I remember now. It, it's a, it's the, it's like the outpost world, which is sort of like a bit lawless, you know, right. a bit like, uh, you know, there's the frontiers. Under, yeah, well, again, like, kind of frontier, but sort of like there's an enemy on that side and an yeah. enemy on this side, and yeah. then there's a place in the middle where the laws of each one don't really apply. This is where whatever, all the like people that. who don't want to be uh, yeah. associated with either. Yeah. They so go there, there, and it's just this mission. Go there. There's this genetic sample that you need to get. This mm. other thing that's important. Find this person. Kill that person. Rescue that technique 
technician mm. uh bring bring it you know come back and we'll give you some money or pay you some whatever it is you know mm-hmm. the frame story is like hey how how come this took so how come this was so expensive so miles vorkosigan goes in and does that kind of thing and it, it's always one of those things that like when james bond goes around the world he's always like my name is bond i'm a secret agent i'm bond james bond and everyone's like mm, wow never heard that name before and you're like okay anybody who knows anything about any like does any background check sort of like oh who's this person just look that person up like these days we're just <laughs> it, we're just used to sort of like like we were having a conversation with a friend online they're like do you know this person you just like type their name into facebook and go oh yeah this or into into, into google what and it comes our connections up. to them yeah and i'm like oh yeah we've got this friends in common this kind of stuff and it seems like miles vorkosigan like th- like his his name like his name is the name of the son of this president oh, who also haven't like you just right, wouldn't you, manage you're to you're saying yeah. uh, he can't really go on secret missions because yeah, as soon not, as he yeah. says his names everybody oh you're this person like he his reputation must go before him so much so but again this is a, I don't hold it against him but it's it's always funny like how everybody mi- underestimates him and you just go does nobody keep a file on like interesting <laughs> things that happen around and like names connected with that and like <laughs> Dendari mercenaries and and even just like where Dendari oh Dendari mountains that are in Barriar which is in just out at the back of the castle of someone called Vorkosigan whose wife is called Naismith and who's got a, a child called Miles you know like any yes. like these days we live in such an information rich world and also if they if this faction has yeah. a secret service yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Miles is in why doesn't the others exactly don't but putting aside all of that okay, let's just go okay. on an adventure with Miles Vorkosigan sure this was a, a, a like overall the story itself was fine you know it was a, a perfectly fine story right okay um but there's some weirdness in it okay. i never expected miles vorkosigan stories to be as horny as the two stories in this book okay um, because in this book we get the first miles vorkosigan sex scene that we've had so far right And it isn't that entertaining. In fact, it's very weird. Now, let's put aside all this other kind of stuff. For mm-hmm. a sex scene to be fun, there has it has to be quirky or has to be interesting. If it's if it's meant to be sexy, that's another kind of thing. And I I totally understand that if you're going to do a sex scene with Miles Vorkosigan, it's not going to be based on like oh, and she looked at his rippling muscles and fell in love with his perfectly you know perfectly shaped beard and you no. know all well, this other kind that's of stuff. Kind of written in the books that that's not how how it's going to work it's not going to be how it works but the 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 sex scene in this is is weird and let me actually i made some notes at the time not about the sex scene itself but just the situation um oh my note is why oh why a sex scene so maybe i, I don't have any uh <laughs> how okay. old is he meant to be now in this book in this story maybe 20 something 20 young like early 20s okay okay so here's the question uh oh maybe i was gonna You were uh, going to be more clever about I was going to be more clever about this right? introduction. Okay. Yes, Miles, I thought so. Okay, Miles finds a 16-year-old girl. Does he A, have sex with her, B, recruit recruits her as a child soldier to fight in his army, mm. um or C, both? <laughs> And it turns out well, both. both. Really? And oh, God. No, the thing is, the way it's set up, it isn't meant to be this creepy and weird. Because I, I mean, it, like, on I'm the basis it, of facts, it is weird. Yes, but the facts of the story, and I'm saying it's a very, very difficult path to take mm. when you meet a 16-year-old 
have and uh, they're put in the same prison or something. Okay, to be clearer about it, she is some kind of mutant super soldier who's been genetically engineered to be like super powerful. Right. But she's a captive. She's been experimented on and trained the entire life. But she's only sixteen, Awful. and she's like eight foot tall. And Miles is like five foot tall. Like Miles is really <laughs> short, and she's really big. And so the whole What's kind eight of eight foot in in centimeters. In centimeters, like two meters twenty or something like that. Oh my that. god! Like, she, like again, she's a huge, huge, huge person, a huge woman, like huge for a woman, but also even huger, like huge for a person, but even huger for a woman. But you know? still sixteen. Still just sixteen. Mm. So the whole point is that like she has, she's never, she's a the horny sixteen year old, and he's and but she is sort of like this giant who is sort of like I'll kill you, and he's like no, don't kill her, and they, he managed to get get her some water from whatever. Anyway, but I'm saying the way that it's set up isn't quite as ambiguous as a twenty something year old has sex with a sixteen year old. It's not that way. It's like you know that the power the power imbalance here is eight foot woman and four foot man, whatever, however it works out. Right. And it turns out Miles Vokosigan has got a kink for big women or whatever like that that comes up, you know, maybe if you're short like that. So there's a lot of work to be done in the story to make it seem like that the sex with the 16 year old is fine. Mm. And weirdly enough, by the time you get through with it, you're like, ah, I guess that was maybe sweet or attempting to be sweet or funny or attempting to be funny or anything like that. And this is a thing that I made a note about. The weirdest thing is she is this super soldier, this genetically engineered super soldier. And he just goes, ah, I'm going to give you a net. What's your name? She's like, I'm number nine. And she's like, I'll, he's like, I'll come up with a new name for you. Your name is Nora. Actually, I can't remember what her name is that he says there. <laughs> Your name is Nora. And she's like, oh, Nora's a nice name. So he just decides that because she only has a number for a name and nobody's ever giving a name, he will be in the position. He's like, oh, I'm now taking the power over. I'm not going to ask you, what what would you like me to call you? If you don't want me to call you a number, what would you like me to call you? He doesn't ask that. He doesn't even say, do you want to be called number nine or do you want a name? I want a name. What name would you like? And she picks out a name for herself. He just goes, I'm going to now call you Nora. Not the real name. These kind of things. And because and he just does it. And that's what she does. And then he's like, hey, what you should do is he doesn't ask her, you know, you're a genetically engineered super soldier. When you finish, like if, if I get you out of here, would you like to come and work for me in my mercenary group? And mm. I'll pay you to be a soldier in my mercenary group. He doesn't say that. He's just sort of like, I, what you should do is come and work for me in my mercenary fleet. And he just states it straight away. You're a 16 year old girl. I mean, big woman, big girl, but still only 16 year old. You're going to come and be a soldier in my mercenary group from now on. And it, it, like, weirdly enough, the, like, recruiting a 16-year-old to be a soldier wound me up in a in a stronger way than the mm. I'm having sex with a well, 16 year old just, you know asking for consent and stuff like there's well, that, that's nothing the, thing. the sex in the book was very consensual yes, and I was like alright I'm going with consent it consent exists on many other yes, levels and that's the it, thing that I'm including calling somebody a name and giving them a name that's such a strong thing yeah 
and that's the thing. The can this the in the end, that's why I was fine with. I wouldn't say fine. The sex was weird because it's like a weird scene with like a, a small man with a kink for big and also woman and a twenty-something-year-old with a sixteen-year-old. Again, why the, cu- why couldn't that person just be eighteen? I know it's one of those things, but it doesn't matter mm. how old she is because she's been a prisoner for her entire life and she hasn't been brought up in a way right. where like she hasn't had a chi- proper childhood. She hasn't yes. had anything. It's like you know, like even if she would have been like twenty something as well yeah and been in that position of of diminished neglect neglect and and diminished um, freedoms and all that other kind of stuff yeah because the first person you meet that is kind of like then kind to you and yes exactly uh, frees you that's then going to be the person that they then have an emotional attachment to however what i'm trying to say is however apart from all of that in the end no no apart from all of the issues with the sex in the end because this was written as a oh this is the first miles for cause and miles for cosigan sex scene and it's not going to be sexy and it's not going to be like oh it's going to be played for oh this is a bizarre situation you know like like leave it up to miles to have you know sex with an eight foot woman or whatever it is you know it's that actually was okay and it was the other removal of consent and the other removal of power which is i'm going to give you a name and i'm just going to assume that you're going to come and work for me in my mercenary uh fleet yeah as a as a soldier yeah you can't say that to a 16 year old but that kind of shows all of miles for cosigan's um character yeah in its whole glory is because i mean there are lots of things getting to this point but one point of this is that his father is the prime minister yeah he is put as an admiral There's, he is having like yeah. no, no no let me finish yeah, yeah, sorry. and he he goes to jobs where he is the judge and the investigator and mm. the exec uh, that all comes by from that yeah. like it's like it's no wonder like Here's he, the thing. There's he goes never around a situation just, yeah, there's never a situation where he's not the highest status person. Yeah. And the only way he is ever not the highest status person is when other people are bigger and stronger than him and can snap his arms. Yeah. You know, and but that's even it. that doesn't really diminish... It doesn't diminish him or what he does no. or his power over them. Which brings me, again, the middle story, fine, whatever, like that. The third story, though, is actually a really good story. And I understand why this, this three-story collection was named after this third little novella kind right. of thing. Because it's actually... a really good story and i was kind of like "Eh, this book i'd read the first story before and it's fine it's kind of touching and sad and whatever Mm. and the middle story is quirky and there's sex scenes and the third story he it opens with him uh, arriving in this prison and he uh, and this he arrives pri- in this prison because he's a prisoner. He's a prisoner and he's thrown into this prison. It's like a in media res, like let's go. Okay, but um, in the in the other story, he's also in the prison. No, it, he he was going to get somebody out of a prison. Oh, or okay, whatever. he wasn't a prisoner. Yeah, he wasn't a prisoner. Right. He was okay. he was going. But I mean, she was... at some at some point, he was made. He was caught and put into a prison, <laughs> and they escape just by like leaving. I wasn't quite sure exactly all of this because it's everything is so convenient for him. Yes. Like, oh, I'm gonna leave. Whatever. Oh, there's a break. key. Oh, no, it's like, like they just went through the, a, a, the door was open. No, Oh no. Event. oh no they were both locked in a place and they're like mm, how are we going to get out of here the locked door or this open vent and they're like let's go through the vent and I was like yeah Miles Vakosa can go through the vent because he's really small but then the, the eight foot woman they just climb out the vent and I'm like what are you okay. how can they make a I big don't know. vent in a, in a, in Again, a print okay. I don't want to sure. I don't want to go into let's over all of that because when Miles Vakosa when the point of the story of Miles Vakosa is going to escape from prison hmm. it just happens you know it's just convenient enough which yes. kind of 
is annoying because the third story is all about him being in this prison. Now, this prison has got a few thousand uh, prisoners of war. Okay, right. so they it's they're not Barriaran, but they're another group. Another. There's not Setaganda. No, no, they're they're be, they're in a Setagandan prison. Is okay. the way it works. Right. Okay. Yes. So they've been. He's he comes into prison. It comes straight in like he comes into prison. The story he's brought, put, and there's this big prison. dome, and everything happens underneath this big like uh, force field dome on this planet. On the planet. On the planet. Somewhere in the far reaches of some solar system. Somewhere. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's unclear at the start. And we of the don't story. know how he came. He how he got. Well, there. he's he's been caught and he's been put in prison, and now this is the okay. prison that he's in. Right. And. Yeah, and so what happens is a group of people come over to him, and oh, there's no, there's no guards or anything because you just, you're just in this prison on this empty well, world. It's one of those prison ideas. You just make the prison so that yeah. escaping is it's, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like and a prison island. Like, yes, exactly. So you just leave all the prisoners there. They are bad people, yeah. so they can govern themselves. And there's and, some kind of yeah. like uh, Geneva Conventions kind of thing uh, <laughs> where you're, you're not allowed to starve them, so you have to give them at least two ration bars a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to beat them you're not allowed yeah. to deprive them of light you're not allowed to put them in solitary confinement and he re- pretty much runs down they're like oh this prison yeah, that's what they've done with this prison except like it's they they put enough food in- inside the dome for everybody to have two square meals a day but they don't they don't distribute it distribute. around so it's like whoever might is right whoever oh, gets the food get, yes. controls it of course um it's like, oh, you're not allowed to put them in darkness. Well, it never gets dark, so that's fine. They're not allowed to beat people up, okay. but it's fine because there's no laws in there. So if someone wants to beat you up, they, they can, can just you know. Beat, uh, the prisoners beat yeah. themselves. Yeah. And okay. uh, and so that's what, so he someone immediately like people immediately come over at him because he's got a mug like everyone comes in has like a mug with them yeah. and like some clothes and people just come over to him immediately beat him up. Take his mug. Take his mug, take his clothes. Yeah. And then for like the half of the story... Well, he's naked? Half, yeah, he's just walking around naked. Oh. And so it's such a weird thing that like, oh, we previously had this Miles Vakosian sex scene and then straight away in this one, and there's also this women um, prisoners of war in there as well and they kind of set up their own camps. Uh, you know, at one, one point, one of the lines was, oh yeah, it got bad. There was some rapes and then it went downhill from there. And oh, there was some rapes and then it got worse from there. And I was like, hmm, got worse for who? <laughs> like it's, it's some weird, really what? weird... Le- I this book maybe they're old stories or something like that okay. it, again it's really like some of these some of the turns of phrase in these books i'm just mm. sort of like wow like you can tell the same stories as in these books but some of the wording you just need to do better like in the middle story there's a again there's this um pronoun case, use case where there's someone who's um dual dual binary what you're saying like non-binary but not non-binary hermaphrodite so male they're both male and yeah. female and they they're always called it and they oh. refer to themselves as it, it. I guess. I mm. don't know. Mm. Well, I guess they refer to themselves as me. But mm. uh, it, it does this and it does that. And I'm like, yeah, some, some of this could be updated quick. And just, just the line, oh, there was some, you know, it started with some rapes and then it got worse. And I was like, look, I, I don't know. I don't know how it gets worse, worse after the rapes. And who does it get worse for? Again, it a lot of it is told from like a very male point of view in this way. Okay. Um and the women are always prizes. And uh, anyway, so there's a whole like long extended scenes of Miles Vorkosian being naked, trying to use his brains and his wits and his conversational kind of uh, and is he twists the and turns. Only naked person? No, there's a few people. Everyone who's been beaten up and no, no, actually, no, there's one other naked person, and the other <laughs> naked person is like, oh, there was a prophecy about the two naked people, and you're also naked. So this, you oh, could God. be, you could be my partner in, you know, I religious fanaticism. The, the two, the, the naked people could uh, unionize against all the others 
Yeah, well, kind of. Anyway, so I'm not going to give away too much of this story because this, I think, was the highlight of this, this, these three short so stories. You made your way through the other twos and then no, you no, ended the first, at the... I think the first story is a good story. Mm. It's just, I, it rubs me up the wrong way, but there's nothing wrong with the story. It's mm. like an interesting murder mystery kind of thing mm-hmm. with stuff tacked on. The middle story is perfectly fine, you mm-hmm. know, and is a fun caper, you know. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he's thrown in prison and he's sort of like, oh, there's someone around here that I need to find. And you goes over it and the person he's meant to find there and i'm like oh this is probably the like he's just broken someone out of prison in the previous book and i'm like ah this is Uh, the person he's here to break out of prison okay he he gets there and then they're like ah this person who's ah this person is not doing very well like they're very like really injured and ill and Mm. you're like and i realize oh he's too late to try and get Uh, i was thinking is is he here to get some information from this person try and break them out of prison whatever anyway it seems he's suddenly like all right new plan okay but he is then it turns out he is in the prison on purpose he has a plan well here's the thing i assume so because it isn't explained why he's in the prison yeah. and so i'm like well he's obviously here by choice like yeah. he's their main guy that they've sent in yeah who's the small like the guy mole. who's gonna get beaten up and stuff. Right. and so all the time i was like what's going on here how is it and weirdly to say that miles wakosagan is always so precocious is so always so like he always gets you gets one over on everyone around him and yes. it always annoys me because he's always not that clever he's just surrounded by <laughs> yeah. other idiots yes. like i've talked about this in the previous books yes. and in this book, when i read the the vogue game and yeah. he he goes into the arctic or in the, yeah. in the cold place and then people just are more stupid yeah. than he, him he, su- he succeeds by just surrounding himself and mm. having adversaries who are just either like more stupid than him or like who are just better than him in some ways mm. but not in the, but he just conveniently gets past them or whatever <laughs> or and finds it was something this is the first story when when it's revealed what the plan was well it it turns out there was there, there wasn't a plan but he was like what anyway i don't want to go into it too much because it's actually a good story where it, it miles vokosian tricked me but like, with the writing because he goes in there and it's not explained what he's doing there Ooh. and all of the action normally it's sort of like you know what i said before like i'm listening to the story and it's so straight down the line it's sort of like i am this yes. i am feeling this i need to achieve this this person is standing in my way and then he repeats that three or four times so where everyone is completely clear what's, what's going, going on. on and then he's all like and then this happens and then you know it's not him saying it in the first person like okay. this kind of thing is happening yes. and that's why it's kind of like background listening i don't have to there's nothing to miss yeah. and this was the first of the Miles Vokosigan stories where I'm like ah actually I'm having I'm having to put work in here and it really surprised me that I was like I don't this is the first Miles Vokosigan story where I haven't known exactly what's going on all of the possible outcomes and like how he's going to magically talk his way into this he was magically talking his way into things and getting people to go from to to do what he wants but this is the first time I've had any of these stories where I didn't know what it was he wanted or what he was aiming for and they're like and when he's putting in place all these plans, people are saying, look, we're in a prison. Everybody knows what's going on. Like, everyone can see what's going on down here. Yeah. Like, we're not, like, how do you think this is going to work? Like, you know, the set of Gandans who are, like, doing this and treating us this way, yeah. they already know what we're doing, like, organizing in here. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, this. And he, Miles Vokosigan was cleverer than the Setagandan prison guards or the prison people who yeah. were helping out. 
and me cleverer than me in this time or oh. well, the storytelling was actually clever and I was actually really impressed by this third story it's super horny because it's like him naked and talking about how he, he's not quite got an erection yet even though he's being surrounded by these women and things like that <laughs> and, he, and he gets a he gets a big crush on a tall nothing, red-headed woman or whatever nothing again that he can just like you know cover yeah he does he d- is given some clothes at some okay. point and stuff like that but again it's it's like so like the story it's so bizarre like not it's not so bizarre but there's more some more bizarreness in it and it actually by withholding some of the reasoning and withholding some of the desires and the motivations and just what's going on you know like that okay it's uh yeah it's i'm just I was really impressed by this and really enjoyed that third story. No, I really want to read it. It does slow down a bit at the end. Once it's revealed, it yeah. just becomes a, oh, Miles Vakosian is just going to, you know, get things to go his way just by his pure force of will. Yes. That does happen a bit. And uh, and at the end, when they go, uh, and actually the frame story gives it away a bit because it kind of it, it kind of shows, no, I'm just saying that like that setup of like, what are you spending all your money on with that in mind? You're like, oh, the, the previous story had, the first story didn't have that. The, the middle story did. And then this one, I was like, all right, how is he going to spend money? And as soon as it's revealed, I'm like, ah, I kind of, I kind of get it. What's going to happen now through to the end of the story. Okay. But again, it's a perfectly good story through to the end of the, that short story. Or the, you know, it's not a short story. It's more novella length. It's a few hours worth of audiobook. Okay. Like maybe three hours of audiobook. Now, What's here up? comes the tricky thing. Yeah. Can you rate this? Well, overall, I'd have to rate it as a reading experience, but I think this short story collection is one of the stronger stronger Miles Vorkosigan stories so far because The Mountains of Morning is a good story. Yeah. The middle one is like horny, but you know, let's just and let's weird. just put that a bit aside. Mm-hmm. The middle one is kind of forgettable but weird. And then the third story is also a very good story. So I'm okay. I'm I actually really enjoy it. It's because it's maybe it's because it's not a novel mm-hmm. and it's not just Miles Vorkosigan in one situation. You're like, well, how is he gonna get out of this one? You know, it's a, it's a few of them. Those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit more variety, a few more characters, and uh, yeah, I just think this is actually just a better book than the the previous Miles Vorkosigan saga books that we've read. Okay. Maybe I should go over and check out the list. I actually have the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast forward slash episode hyphen lists hyphen three, three. Although hyphen one. three. Yeah. Because so it, the list you're making. <laughs> They used to be different lists, and then the website broke, and then this was the page <laughs> that carried on working. So I can click on series here. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, you click on Louise McMaster Visual. No, I'm just... Uh, Volkosigan Saga. Here we go. Yes, yeah, so I've done one, two, three, four, six, seven, nine. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what... I'm not sure even what number this is here. Uh, yeah, some of these are... I think some what, of these... What n- numbers did you just say there? Uh, these are Vorkosigan Saga number, but I don't know which... Uh, I don't know which uh, ordering I'm using this one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the Setaganda I gave a three stars to. This one is better. I think I'm going to give this three and a half stars, which is, a, which is a step up from some of these others. Yes. So, over what time... What, what were the episodes we have uh, been discussing these books... Uh, well, 187, 195, 435, 182, 197, 193, and 431. So, again, just you can find all of these on... If you go to sfbrp.com and click episode lists, you'll find this episode list here. Right. And so it's, can, a, it's a big gap in between... Well, yeah, because I was doing these other ones. What's this one? Uh, 197, Vorgame, and then we gave up because I rated that one 1.75. Yeah. We, we read that one in 2013, and then the next book of these, which is the
September last year. So yeah, yeah there was a, there was a big seven year gap between them. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I then it was like three stars. Then Ethan of Athos, two stars. Mm, yeah. So, but do you think one or me in this case? Yeah, could read this book without having read the previous books. I think the first. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I don't know. This one certainly explains more i don't know I, i don't know who would read these books except for like here's a quirky guy like i think what you should do is like maybe read the mountains and mornings and what is it the vor game i can't remember there was one with the weatherman short story i don't know they're fi- i don't think you need to worry about reading any of these in order right and I, that's how they're published as well like yeah. say the publication order is just all over the place right and in this case i was confused about like oh i've read this short story before and this one doesn't happen and then the, the third book i'm like i think stuff's happened since like some other books like what's yeah. he doing here and stuff yeah. but again that was actually being thrown in at the deep end is actually to the benefit of the story about not knowing what he's in prison for even though it's kind of clear that like he wouldn't be in that prison unless he had a mission in that prison right. Especially because the previous story is him, you know. In a prison. Uh, well, a no, not in a prison, but also doing a, a, a mission kind of thing. Yes. So, yeah, um, that's but, it. But, or uh, what I could also do is just read uh, the two, the two, uh, two and three short, short. You mean like, the first, the, the first and the second? Oh, no, you've read, you've read The Mountains of Morning. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, I think like, with these just ones. Just read them separate, like, if you as want to. novellas. Yeah, if you want to. I'm sure you could just find them as an ebook somewhere, no problem yeah. at all. Uh, the middle book. The uh, labyrinth book, yeah, whatever, it's fine. So But maybe the third I book, just maybe I just get that. What was it? What was it called borders again? Of borders of Infinity. Borders of Infinity. Oh, the Borders of Infinity. The okay. Borders of Infinity. I think Borders of Infinity is the collection. The Borders of Infinity okay. is just. I might just read that short. story. I think story. if you just read the short story, yeah. you'll enjoy it. We don't have to talk okay. about it on the podcast, but yeah, it's I can just a read perfectly it. fine Miles Vakosikin book. Uh, the next book in the reading order, which I may or may not get to, but again, this was again just a, a, a spontaneous <laughs> read. The next one is Brothers in Arms. Okay. So. Again, I haven't. I'm never looking up anything about these books yes. or what's going on. Just But let's go cold. over to um, Goodreads and check out Borders, Borders of, of Infinity. Infinity. See, this is publication order five point one to five point three. So there's this like <laughs> weird. The I don't know because the points are like the non-novels. So yes. this is five yeah, point yeah. five point one, five point two, and five point three, or whatever like that. Yeah. So it's it's the the reading order is tricky. Oh, I what just, do you friends? Literally, Friends Reviews, nobody has reviewed it. So maybe it's because they reviewed the short stories individually? I don't know. But, oh, I thought I was going to do this. Let's go down to community reviews. In other words, not friends of mine. <laughs> Buddy Read with Choco and Maria. This is Evgeny. He says, one of the biggest problems with modern series is to figure out the reading order. It's actually very easy for authors to confuse their readers. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yes. <laughs> Imagine someone who wrote an excellent trilogy with a perfect ending. Now the author realizes she has not done the, the trilogy universe, but nobody oh, in the right oh, mind slower, slower, would slower. write a sequel to the spoil to spoil the perfection I mentioned. The easy way out is to write a prequel. Now the inevitable confusion about the reading order comes: chronological or publication. So yeah, this is somebody who is doing who that. Also, thing. got that issue. Yeah, Mountains in the Morning Labyrinth. Miles had, a sh- to s- had to smuggle a scientist with dangerous knowledge from a place called Jackson's Hole. This place is basically run by criminal class, so Miles, the price of failure is very painful death. To make a long story, sh- to make a long story short, nothing ever goes smooth for poor guy. Borders of Infinity. Miles infiltrates a high security set again in prison to help one very important uh, for for barrier empire guy escape or whatever. You know, it's some some person that they some need. Some person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And how? What? How many? What's their rating? 
how many stars did they give? Well, they gave it four stars. They're saying, hey, this is actually really good. But the confusion he mentioned, there's no need for this mix of chronological different tales. And uh, he says it's a practical, practically perfect read, but one star for it just being confusing to read these books in order because these three stories don't go together. Yeah. The second and third story might go together, yes. but the frame story isn't good enough to hold them together and doesn't really add anything to the stories. Okay. It seems like this. It's like a cynical. Oh, we've got these two stories. Oh, and the other one. Yeah, put them together. It's about novel length. It's about a nine-hour audiobook. A, a Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so overall, like, what's the average uh, community rating? Oh, uh, average community rating is four point two five stars. So this is actually a very highly regarded short story cl- or a collection of three novels, and I right. think that's that plays out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it three and a half stars, mm-hmm. mainly because the middle book is just weird and not good enough. Yeah. But the first book, the f- like the first short story, issues with my Miles Vokosigan status and privilege aside, mm-hmm. is a good short story or a good novella length story. Yeah. And the third one is a very good one, let okay. down by, again, knock a star off for confusing, like these books don't go together and the chronology is yeah. confusing. Mm-hmm. And also that middle book is just weird. Like, yeah. I, I, did I ever need to, you know, have Miles Vokosigan's penis described to me I just don't know and I'm not someone who is is bad about sex scenes or anything like that His give me a fun sex described. scene give me a horny sex okay. scene give me a comedy sex scene I don't mind at all but I know it's something weird it's something weird right my other um uh yeah. Oh, and also, this is a frame story. So he's like, tell me... The, again, this is what makes it even weirder. When you think about the the, the head of the intelli- barrier intelligence is saying, hey, tell me these stories. So even though they're not... Like, you realise that they're, when they were written, it isn't Miles Vokosigan telling these stories. It's more like oh. he's, he's going to tell some stories and now let's read the author telling the stories from a different point of view. Okay. But if you think about it, Miles Vokosigan tells his boss the intimate details about having sex with an eight-foot woman multiple times, you know? And you're just like, ah, oh, that's really weird how you switch from really? Miles Vokosigan ending this story with a big sex scene and like, oh, and then we fucked in the spaceship until, you know, for the next month until we got home or whatever happens like that. And then it cuts back to him telling his boss, his security detail boss, and I'm like, that's weird. Like, I'm sure that when James Bond comes back after his missions and Money Penny goes, yes, go through and see M, and he comes through and talks to M, M isn't like, oh, tell me what happens. And it's sort of like, all right, had sex with this woman, had sex with that woman, then had to kill her. And then I made her orgasm four times. And they're like, why are you putting these details into your report? So I understand that the story aren't, isn't, isn't the report. It isn't him. They, these, be. these aren't like the, the sex scene things and him talking about his erection might not have been in the official report. Hmm. Um, but it's funny to think of that in the thing. Oh, and also there's uh, there's all these things in this book, and I've mentioned this before with uh, Lewis McMaster's Bujold's her writing style and the way she writes about people doing stuff. And I'm like, that isn't how people that like people like the people like uh, look editorially and waggle their eyebrows oh, editorially. Yes. I we mentioned this before. That, the one, that was in the in the war game. Yeah, like, okay. editorially. I, yes, in this one as well. And there's numerous times like this. I'm just sort of like you. You wrote some words about how someone acted. But you did. Oh, this is our food. This is our food. It's oh, arrived okay. early. Yes. Okay. okay. I go get the you food. You get, get the food. I'm wrapping up here. Bye, so people. someone gave a frozen nod. And I was like, how do you do a frozen nod? Because a, fro- a nod is 
a an action that people take. And if you're frozen, it means that you you're not taking an action. Frozen nod. Anyway, the frozen nod didn't make sense to me. I'll I'll talk to Juliano about that. So that's it from us. We're going to our um uh, Chinese food that we ordered for uh, half past. No, we ordered it for nine o'clock, and it's eight twenty-five. But I guess we're just gonna eat uh, half an hour early, which is totally fine. So um. Yeah, you can become my friends on Goodreads.com, and you can check out the Goodreads, uh, the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. That's a good way to recommend stories to me. I'm now going to read the same book that Juliana started already. I'm now going to spend an audible credit on that and get that as an audiobook. I just don't remember what the book is, but she's already started it. If she was here and not picking up food from the front gate... Um, Will uh, will she could tell me what the next book is that I'm going to uh, read, and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Luke Burridge. Juliana's there as well at J U K U Berlin, and same on Twitter and uh, Patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge if you would like to support us financially. And now, oh, Juliana's coming back. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll put an edit in there as well. Um, anything else you want to say? Um. Well, I'm going to read that short story. Okay, no, what's the next book? Gonna... I was just explaining oh, 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 that the, okay. the book that you're、um, reading is. I'm reading The Raven Tower by、ah, yes. Anne Lackey. Oh, yes, I was going to get, a, get that as an audio book. So、no. I'll, I'll get that as an audio book as well. I was just saying to the people.